Hi, I'm Nolan Watson, President and CEO of Sandstorm Gold Royalties. And for those of you who don't know us, we're one of the world's larger royalty and streaming companies with assets and cash flow coming in from all around the world. Nolan, good to see you. You're only with us uh, in January, but you've just done a, a rather large deal, which we're going to talk about, which is uh, the acquisition of Nomad Royalty and Basecore, uh, well, part of their portfolio. Um, but before we do, I want to talk about the market. It's kind of strange times at the moment. Um, I think gold equities are struggling, but you use this phrase on the front cover of your presentation, which talks about the brighter way to invest in gold. And I, I just want to understand that, like, you know, perhaps, you know, what you mean about that one. Is it, and I think we've talked maybe in the past about royalties being slightly anti-inflationary or anti-fragile, to quote Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Um, why, why make that statement? Why is it a better way to invest, a brighter way to invest? Yeah, I think if you look broadly at the, the macroeconomic picture that's happening right now, uh, inflation is, is running out of control and uh, energy prices are up, labor prices are up, and that's really eating away at the margin and the bottom line of the mining companies. As a royalty company, we're not subject to those expenses. And if there's inflation and commodity prices rise, our revenue rises and our cash flow rises. And so we're really insulated from a lot of those risks, especially the risks that are happening in this macroeconomic environment. Yeah. Okay. So, which is, I think, so a traditional answer with regards to, you know, it's kind of risk free investment in money, right? I get it. But what's it, is it for some of these more, um, I guess, marginal uh, projects? And I'm sure you'd argue that you don't have any marginal projects. It, it, it can be quite damaging for the industry as a whole, quite damaging for uh, retail investors and, and, and other investors, you know, investing into the space at the moment. Do you think that's why people are kind of a little bit more risk off and, you know, perhaps not even looking at the royalty component? Certainly, if, if there's a marginal project, uh, those projects are really going to get squeezed in this environment when inflation is going up. Uh, and although royalty companies are insulated, they're not insulated if the mine actually gets shut down because it's no longer economic. So one of the things that we've been focusing on at Sandstorm for a number of years is making sure that we buy streams and royalties where the underlying mine can produce their primary product at much lower than average. And so, in fact, Sandstorm is the best of breed in the world at this. About 68% of our production is going to be coming from mines that can produce their primary product in the lowest cost quartile. And there's no other streaming royalty company in the world that's that's even close. So Sandstorm is about as stable as an investment you can get in terms of its, its downside shock protection related to the mines. Okay, so buying buying smart is, is good, and we've talked about before some of the ratios that that you've looked at. And you've been, you you know outline what you're looking for in acquisitions. You've just made two acquisitions. You've had to pay a premium though, haven't you? Well, yeah. So we recently just bought two uh, two large transactions. The total $1.1 billion, it's transformational to Sandstorm. One of them is buying all of the royalties out of a, a private entity called Basecore. And we didn't pay any, any premium for that. We paid one times uh, now. The other one is buying one of our public company competitors called Nomad. And we paid a bit of a premium in that transaction. It was an all-share transaction. Nomad, though, was trading at the lowest uh, PNAV multiples out of any of the, the high quality royalty companies out there. So we think we got reasonable value for shareholders and we think it made sense for Nomad shareholders too. So why wasn't it working for Nomad? You know, they, they, they've had a, they've had a range between nine and 10 this year. They have, they haven't been able to improve of, improve of, on their position out of the gate as it were. Was it, was it because of Cisco? wrote themselves quite a nice package and they were the beneficiaries and perhaps Nomad were, you know, not the beneficiaries of, of that deal. And, and why are you going to make it work? Why is it any better for you than it was for them? 
Yeah, I think uh, what you're seeing in the, in the royalty space, there are a few companies that are trading at a discount because there was material overhangs from their largest investors. So in Nomad's particular case, uh, two of their investors own 70% of the company. And so if you're an institutional investor looking at getting in, uh, you, you'd be pretty uh, worried about when those large shareholders start selling and what it's going to do to the share price and how many years it's going to keep you down. And so the benefit of Sandstorm, we're incredibly liquid. We trade 20 to $30 million worth of shares a day. And, uh, and we are able to, to uh, provide a much more liquid vehicle for those shareholders. And, uh, and that shareholder overhang is effectively now gone. Right, but you, you've just done an all-share deal yourself. So is, is that not an overhang for you? Well, what they owned is like in the case of Orion, for example, which is a large shareholder of Nomad, they own 62% of Nomad. Uh, they're only going to own 17% of Sandstorm and, and they could trade out of that in a couple of weeks as opposed to at Nomad's liquidity, it would have taken them a year, probably something close to that. Okay, so no, no concerns for your shareholders about the nature of this deal, yet the shares came plummeting off uh, after you did that deal. What, what, what was happening there? Yeah, anytime a, a public company is is issuing shares to acquire another public company, um, and I, I said this on announcement, right, right as we were announcing a transaction that what would happen, especially to our retail investors. Some retail investors are a little less sophisticated about how the capital markets work and and um, the, there are merger ARB funds out there. In fact, one of my best friends in high school, he used to do this full time as a living. And as soon as there's a transaction announced, they might not even know the names of the companies that when they announce these transactions, but then they see that there's, there's this transaction happening and they go and they sell short the shares of the acquiring company and they go along the shares of the company being acquired and they lock in a risk-free profit and then they drive uh, those share prices together so that the premium effectively goes away. So we had all that short selling pressure in the first week. And it just so happened that the, the broader markets fell apart that week and the gold markets fell apart. Basically all the gold companies came off. So it was a bit of a double whammy for us, but I've uh, talked to all of our major institutional investors who are really excited about the deal. You know, they're adding to their positions. They're using this as a period of time to increase the percentage that they own of Sandstorm. And, uh, and they're all pretty bullish on our share price will do once it's through churning this, this effect. Right. And, and so when this, this, this churning process will take how long? When, when can we see things sort of return to normal or at least the trajectory return to normal? Yeah, usually these types of things last for anywhere from two to four weeks. And so I would expect if you look kind of four or five, six weeks from now, Sandstorm share price should start performing really healthily. Okay, okay. Can we look at the, um, the, the, the base score? So ba base score is basically Glencore plus uh, Ontario Teachers, right? That, that's the you know two owners. That it, it, it kind of feels like you've done like sports card or sports trading cards, you know, there. You've kind of got a few things that you like and given them a few things that they, that they might like. Can you talk about the nature of the or structure of, the, of that transaction? Yeah, so we're paying them $525 million. 425 of that is in cash and 100 million in shares. And that cash, we've got a new revolving line of credit for $500 million from our bank. So we'll draw on that to pay it. Sandstorm is effectively debt-free debt right now. So it'll be a really reasonable amount of leverage uh, pro forma of these transactions. And what Basecore had was 10... Uh, royalties and streams on really high quality assets, long life mines, the most significant of which is a uh, royalty on the world's third largest copper mine in Peru. It also produces some silver. In, and what we did is we're, we're taking that royalty and we're putting a portion of it in a new uh, copper company that we've created that's going to be a new strategic growth partner for us. It's called Horizon Copper. And Horizon Copper is going to pay Sandstorm for that with a series of things 
the first and foremost of which is a silver stream on Antamina. So keeping Sandstorm more focused on the precious metals. A little bit of the copper royalty will still sit in Sandstorm. And, um, and then they're going to give us $50 million of cash and an IOU and some shares. And so that will really help establish Horizon Copper. It'll For people who aren't familiar, Horizon Copper is also the entity that's going to own the 30% interest we used to have in Hotmodded. And we'll owe the stream uh, gold stream on Hotmod and back to Sandstorm. And it'll have some other copper interests out there. So uh, all in all, the way we structured it is when you look at what we did there, as well as the Nomad acquisition, plus Sandstorm's existing portfolio, Sandstorm will be about 90% precious metal royalty revenue, which is uh, where we want to be. Right. And so, so is that trading yet or not? Uh, we've, we've got to go through an RTO process, uh, working on that right now with uh, TSX Venture Exchange. And uh, it should all be completed by the end of this year. End of this year. Okay, okay, fine. And, and with regards to that kind of tidying up of, of balance sheets, et cetera, which obviously you've been doing some on the acquisition side, but things things like, um, you know, sell, selling um, gold streams back to Rambler, et cetera, and sort of that tidying up exercise, is there much more of that to do? Yeah, the Rambler one was, was sort of a one-off. It was taking a, a lot of our management's time. We have to negotiate intercreditor agreements every time one of our stream partners takes on new debt. And they, they seem to be taking on new debt every few months and it was, it was just getting tiring. So that wasn't really a strategic thing. It was just a, a unique one-off situation. We are looking at some other transactions where one of the things that is, is uh, really important to me and I've been stressing to our investors is that Sandstorm wants to focus on larger transactions where cash flow is imminent and, and happening now. And uh, we've found that we've got a bunch of smaller royalties some of which have real value, but because there's no cash flow, nobody's paying any attention to it. All the analysts give us zero credit. Our retail investors give us zero credit. And so we are looking at monetizing a couple of those where we're not going to be getting cash flow from them anytime soon. And, and so we'll be able to show actual tangible value to shareholders and then redeploy uh, that eventually into acquiring large cash flow streams. Okay. Okay. And, and, and interesting. And so, you, I mean, obviously you've, you've been through a lot recently and I, it's, I get it's, it's kind of earth shattering and the uh, tiring, um, but this kind of growth profile that you're going to need to project and show, you've just done something quite big. You've got to maybe sit back and sort of, you know, work out the effects of that. Other, lo- these larger, you know, cash flowing acquisitions, they're going to take time. They're going to take money. Will you be doing that out of, cash flow or do you kind of see a path to raising capital and debt or debt facilities to actually make some of these acquisitions? Yeah, that's a great question. So we'll still have room under a revolving line of credits to make another acquisition. In fact, we're we're working on one right now. Um, We would not need to raise any equity for that. We we have the existing uh, financial firepower for that. And what I would say is that once the base core and Nomad acquisitions are, are done, Sandstorm's going to go to probably cash flowing $130 million a year immediately. And over the next couple of years, as a couple of the streams and royalties ramp up from the portfolio that we just bought, uh, we expect cash flow um, three years from now to be at today's commodity prices, almost $200 million US a year. So it will be a huge cash flowing machine that we'll be able to, to do our deals and buy large streams with our cash flow. Right. And, and, and in terms of the profile, in terms of the returns, in terms of the return on investment, um, you would like to keep that the same because obviously more, more money gives kind of, in a way, gives you more problems. Either you've got to work out what to do with that. It's either acquisitions, you know, um, dividends, um, 
you know, what, what, you know, what are the considerations that you've got ahead of you and what are the features which might, might, might be more attractive to retail investors to be looking at? Yeah, I really don't see more money and more cash flow is that, that hard of a problem or burden to bear. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that problem uh, anytime. And, and certainly the deal flow that we're seeing, um, I don't see any challenge with continuing to grow intelligently and creatively with that cash flow. But if you, but if you're looking at um, picking up other deals, there's not that many larger, you know, uh, royalty company, you know, billion dollar plus royalty companies out there. Um, and that kind of 500 to, you know, 1 billion mark is, is, there's not too many of those either. There's a lot of people sitting below 200 million, um, who, you know, you're not going to go down to that sort of level. I mean, that doesn't seem, what you want to do? So are you going out and getting like you know new royalties? I mean, how, how, how do you yeah, how do you grow this thing? Grow, we've been able to grow every single year. Last year we acquired over two hundred million dollars worth of streams and royalties. This year, you know, one point one billion dollars worth. I have no doubt that we'll be able to continue to buy things. Uh, you know, we've got a few different legs uh, to our growth strategy. The first one is just buying streams and royalties the way we've always done it. The second one is looking at consolidation in the industry, which you're seeing here in the Snowman transaction. That's sort of strategy number two for growth. And strategy number three for growth for us is this creation of this new strategic partner, Horizon Copper. And I'm a big believer that climate change is something that is we're just starting for the business world to really grasp what needs to happen. And one of the things that needs to happen is way more copper. There's just not enough copper out there to to meet demand of electrifying the world. And it just so happens that the best byproduct gold streams in the world typically come from copper mines. And so we're trying to create a vehicle that when it goes and buys things, it stands from gold can be standing there as the only streaming partner that can give them part of the purchase price upfront by Sandstorm buying a gold stream upfront. So uh, we're creating this entity to help Sandstorm have this third leg of growth, if you will, but but we've always used the other two as well, and we'll we'll, we'll use all three of those to grow. Right, because you you were talking about you know di- um, you know leading industry oh, sorry industry leading diversification, but you you meant by in terms of the types of number of projects that you've got because it's it's you know heavily skewed towards precious metals at the moment. So can you see more of your you know, the cash flow that you're going to be producing going into Horizon? Uh, and it's a separate entity, but is there anything preventing you from putting further cash into them? Well, the cash will go into buying gold streams alongside of Horizon. It won't be going into Horizon. Is, and okay. That's kind of how we structured it that okay. way on purpose. But, so what, what, what do you mean on purpose? Because it, you know, it, it would be a... It, it, it could be an investment for you. I know you've set it up, et cetera. I understand the beginnings, the genesis of it. But if you see, you know, copper us uh, and, and, you know, whether it be EV or, or infrastructure and development, some things, you know, copper is really, really important. Not a lot of big companies coming online. So, you know, I'm just wondering how you enable them to take advantage of the market. No, it's a great question. Yeah, the, the, the way we structured it and the way we're uh, going to be operating with Horizon is that it will be the entity that has the copper. So Sandstorm Gold can just be a pure play streaming and royalty company. Okay. And what we buy are gold and silver streams. And so we're keeping a very clear separation of church and state with those issues. Okay. Understood. Just wanted to understand that, the, 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 the division of um, labor, as it were. Okay. Um, look, um, appreciate your time today, Nolan. Um, and, and, you know, congrats on the on the acquisitions. Uh, look, seeing, look forward to seeing, um, you know, how, how they evolve and more importantly, seeing that share price come back, um, you know, and uh, 
you know you continuing to uh, tell the growth story that you've been that you've been telling us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it.